Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. Chelsea. I just tuned out when you were explaining. Ah, Tommy. Ah, Jesus know. Christ. <laughs> I mean, come on. I've got enough of this shit at home. Come on. I wasn't paying attention. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. The Racing Pod on Off the Ball. And you're welcome to episode four of the brand new racing pod on Off The Ball. John Duggan and Johnny Ward with you. We're delighted to be able to bring you the show every Friday, which will include analysis, race previews, tips, stories, interviews, a bit of crack as well. The first half of the pod each week will be free to air. The second part will be exclusively for members. So be sure to sign up by going to offtheball.com forward slash join. You don't want to miss out on all of this info. Johnny Ward, we'll talk about form for the pod in a moment. But how is your form? My form is good, JD. Yeah, I'm. I'm really hoping the racing goes ahead tomorrow. I see there's another inspection for Sandown, so they've been really unlucky in England with the weather at the moment and all of this rearranging. Strangely, in Ireland, we've gotten away with it. Like, so we've had like virtuosity after virtuosity the last sort of few weekends, and I think the theme of this weekend is the amount of like really, really short odds favourites in these top races. Um, so it, it, I, I'm interested to see what our listeners and viewers think of it all. Like, do you get turned on, shall we say, by the hilly way when you have a horse who's like going to be one to seven or whatever or do you find it a little bit meh because it's not competitive enough and maybe they could be taking on each other but form is good yeah form is good you're, you're dressed well today I'm dressed well I'm going mm-hmm. to a soccer uh, writers uh, awards do so um, it's all sports that we embrace as we know we're both on football Saturday Johnny so I'm looking forward to that but uh, Meg Minor Double J is our feature it is and the last time we were on a couple of weeks ago you had Imagine uh, who won at 130 on at Gabby's Cross who was second at 9 to 2 but my tip for members Blue King Daru won a four to one. So that's why you want to be signing up, uh, folks, to get all the info. What are you doing tipping odds on shots? Come on, man. Yeah, and he scrambled in. Like, I'm actually, there's actually a three way go at the top of the Irish field and apps table as well between three of us. We're kind of gone a long way clear of the field. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty tricky time now at the moment. I have to get my tipping right. What was your performance of the week the last week? Performance of the week was actually Firefox in the Maiden Hurdle um, when at, at Punchtown, where. Um, or for, sorry, at Fairyhouse on Saturday, where basically he beat a very well-touted Willie Mullins horse, and Firefox was a horse who started off over two and a half miles straight into a maiden hurdle. He's by walking the park, and um, Bechtel Stud would have invested an awful lot of money in Gordon Elliott's yard, um, and we kind of need these owners as well, because Noel Morn is a, he's a dyed-in-the-wool me, the man, big into Mead's uh, Gaelic games, and he's made a lot of money, and he's investing it in local horses, and Firefox is um, a typically flashy walk in the park but if they started him off over two and a half miles and he ran well he won this very very well over two miles and I'm wondering if he could get further how good could he be he's loads of ability and I could have picked one of the many grade one winners in the Sunday but I don't know if the grade one winners wowed me at Fairy House um, maybe as much as other years whereas I think this horse is very exciting my performance of the week, Johnny, was Gavin Sheen. He's from Dunmanway in Cork and he went over to England to ride and he rode That's All Right, Gino, you know, mm-hmm. to win the, I would call it the Hennessy. They always sponsor that race, the Newbury three and a quarter mile uh, chase. It's the same trip as the Chatham Gold Cup. And he just got this horse into a lovely rhythm. The ground, I think, was quite good, uh, but he just had so much patience on this horse. Around the first circus, just kept was patient, kept him out the back and then used his jumping to his advantage and slowly by slowly reeled in every single horse. That's All Right, Gino, you know, to beat Matter Mission. I thought for Gavin Sheehan, a great performance, 16 to 1 winner of a horse that was running over shorter distances, uh, but they felt he might stay. He did stay, 10 stone 7. Really good performance from Jamie Snowden, the trainer, to get that's all right, you know, ready. And uh, sometimes we all think about 
the top jockeys like Jack Kennedy and Paul Townend over here, but there are jockeys from other places in Ireland that have gone over to England. Derek Fox is an example, Grand National winning jockey from Sligo and Gavin Sheehan as well from Cork. Absolutely, and um, I should just mention Mallor Mission was my tip in the race. Um, John McConnell had gone, I think he had 180 runners without a winner. It's incredible considering the season that he's, sort of season and a half that he's had. And Mallor Mission did all bar win. He's done well with his horses on the all-weather since as well. So they're coming back in form. I thought Mallor Mission ran a blinder. He's been a bit of an unlucky horse. You remember Cheltenham, obviously, as well. I thought he was going to win for much of the race. But as you say, brilliant ride by Gavin. And these Saturdays with the jumps action back, they are just, just it's great to be alive to see these horses. Ferry House, the ground looked like it was made out of a battle in Braveheart, to be honest. It was atrocious ground. Nothing to do with the course or the way they, I suppose, tend to the course, just the weather. Well, if you thought that were bad, like what about Clonmel? I mean, yesterday, where basically they were finishing... I mean, they were finishing walking and finishing second walking. The round is that bad. It's, it's been really bad. Like, as I say, Ireland have done okay. We've had not that many cancellations and we've done dogs sort of Wednesday and Friday. So our program's okay, but it's, it's, it's attritional. Like, I remember, I remember actually having a runner in the Porterstown not that long ago, a few years ago, and the trainer said to me, the ground was way too quick. It was good to firm. That, it's that, the handicap of Ferry House. Yeah, yeah, it was won by um, God. It was won by uh, the Flavin Yard actually with a twenty-two to one shot, which was great. Nice to see the Danny the, Mullins. Yeah. Danny Mullins wrote it. Danny's who's just just um, surpassed five hundred winners as well. But um, you, you're just hoping now that racing will go ahead in these venues. Like Clamell was borderline yesterday, but as I say, JD, they've been they've been very unfortunate in in Britain. Like I I met um, Tom Gibney yesterday. Um, was it? Was yesterday before? Uh, the day before yesterday, I met him, and um, he'd come back from Haydock, and he was going to have a runner in Haydock, and there was there was no suggestion that the meeting was going to be called off, and he went over the night before, I think with connections, woke up, and the ground was like minus three or something. I was just called off. So like, the complications for a trainer like that who's trying to you know, mix it with the best and you go over to Haydock, the racing's called off. He has to come back home. That's a day lost for him. Um, so it's been it's been very, very tricky for English racing. The other thing is as well, it's hard to predict the weather as well. So Sandown are basically saying we haven't gotten the rain we thought we would get. Um, but now we are getting now we could get a lot on Saturday morning. So fingers crossed. Street Valley was the name of that horse. Street Valley, uh, yeah. Flavin trained John, uh, John Flavin, is it? John Flavin is, tri- is, is really thriving. It took over the license from his dad and um, yeah, it's thriving down in Tremor and it's great to see. Like that's a good pot as well. So the Royal Bond went to the Gordon Elliott trained Farron Glory, Jack Kennedy. Really good ride from Jack, I felt. Uh, produced him late. Thought he was, was a horse that might show a bit of improvement. Was it the strongest Royal Bond? Probably not. Um, on Tubber, I don't know what happened with him. Uh, I know he's on your tent to follow, Johnny, that we've given here, but... Um, might be more to come from Farron Glory only the sixth run of his life yeah it was like it was kind of one of these races where it, it didn't look a classic beforehand and it certainly didn't look a classic now but I'm always wary jump to conclusions because Gordon Elliott has an awful lot of firepower at the moment I suppose the team of the weekend for me was, was Jack Kennedy Jack Kennedy, as you mentioned, JD, he's riding outstandingly well. For he's had more injuries than about a hundred normal people put together in their entire lives at the age of like twenty-one. He's been decimated with injury, and he keeps getting up. He keeps getting up, and I, I think you know we, we've Connor Stone Walsh coming in and doing incredibly well already as a national hunt jockey. But Jack was straight into racing at the age of sixteen from the Pony Circus. Uh, Gordon nabbed him very early. He's so good. I I think he's probably he's possibly he's probably the best jockey in Ireland. But he just hasn't had the opportunity. He hasn't had the luck taking on the likes of Town and Mark Walsh and so on. And these really good riders. But he's getting a run of it now, and he's still very very young. And I thought he was outstanding on this horse. For me, on Tubber was weak in the betting, but it it did look like he he could be done for pace. And I think he was. I wouldn't. I, if I owned him, I'd be delighted going forward. I think okay. he needs a trip in a fence. 
what about then to tee up who Jack Kennedy as well in the Hatton's Grace? I just felt in Perry Pass possibly wasn't as forward. Maybe the William Mullins horse is not as forward as they will be at the festivals later in the season. I think this horse needs two miles in Perry Pass. Dropping back and trip on good ground in a champion hurdle, I think he'd be right there. I, 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 did, I didn't get the disappointing in Perry Pass logic or sort of narrative after the race. He was he was 4-7 to out to 4-5, to five, which if you back an odds on shot that's that week in the betting, you're definitely worried. It may mean nothing, but it usually does. And it may mean that he's a little bit fresh. I thought he was fresh in the race. Tiopu on his day when he has, as you say, nearly unraceable ground. He's an exceptionally good horse and he's very good fresh. He's obviously good back form in this race. Beat Honeysuckle in the race. First horse to beat Honeysuckle. Um, I think only three horses have won the last nine renewals of this race. Eight or nine renewals, which is mad. I thought it was a fascinating tactical battle and for me, um, I, I, I'm like you. I didn't, I thought in Perry Pass, you can't, like, you can't just guarantee just because Willie Mullins trains a horse that you throw him straight into a really good grade one on his return that he's going to be 100%. Willie's had more odds on shots beat in the last couple of weeks than I can ever remember and he's had like a lot of winners as well but I am Maximus for example I, in the Drinmore 11 to 1 Irish Grand National 14, 16, I tipped let's be clear about it was my nap with Geno last weekend didn't seem Jennings to pick on. up uh, no no he just I mean I, I maybe that's as good as he is I, I think maybe he's had a few runs recently I don't know he has maybe, maybe he wants dropping back in trips he jumped and travelled brilliantly found nothing but like I am Maximus who was still anomalously a novice even though he won the goal, the Irish Grand National when we last saw him on his ratings but like he was a, he was a mystery to me that horse like a really fancied him at Leopardstown after his Irish debut because he, to me he needed to go left-handed and then he ran, in, ran into Gentleman's Game and I was perplexed that he was so well beaten but he's probably a Gold Cup contender now so um, when he won the Irish National I thought he'd no chance going, going that way he jumped violently out to his left um, on his Irish debut and Jody McGarvey who goes over and rides Janadil for the yard and it, Willie is a few nice horse in England at the, at the minute I thought it was lovely to see him ride a winner like that because he's a very very quirky horse and he gave him a great ride. Okay, so last Monday evening, the great and the good of the racing industry attended the annual Horse Racing Ireland Awards at the Mansion House in Dublin. The Aidan O'Brien trained August Rodan was named Horse of the Year, but in a way, the night was about three people. Jessica Harrington, who took home the contribution to the industry award, Davy Russell, who was honoured as the Irish Racing Hero, and Wesley Joyce, the recipient of the Flat Achievement Award. We'll talk about them one by one in a moment, but first, let's hear now from young Tipperary jockey Amy Jo Hayes, who won Rider of the Year in a public vote for her success on Redstone Well at Leopardstown back in July. Yeah, Redstone Well. He was trained by uh, Danny O'Sullivan down in Cork, um, owned by Nora and Richard Ahern, and uh, just delighted that they believed in me and gave the opportunity to ride in him. And I've had three rides in him, my second in his first run, and I won two races after that. So the second race was obviously the Premier Handicap up in Leopardstown, and he ran his heart out that day and won. And he ran from the front, so was it a case of just go and don't look behind? Uh, pretty much. He's a horse that likes to be prominent and he dominated his own pace throughout and uh, any time a horse got close to him in the close and finishes, he just struck on and went further ahead. So he had a lot of power under me that day and I think he had a lot more showing to give but he did enough for the day and the day that was in it so he got the job done. Your £7 claimer. I read that your grandfather bred West Tip, the 1986 Grand National winner. Yeah, we've always had horses at home and uh, my grandfather Joe yeah, bred the Grand National winner of West Tip and uh, just like to live on the dream and see where it takes us. And you went through the race programme, was that beneficial for you? 
Uh, all twice, yeah, yeah. Um, just trying to get nice few more rides and winners, and hopefully keep kicking and keep them coming along. You're working with Andy Slattery a bit, and you're riding out with the other trainers as well. I'd, I'd say, are you? Yeah, so I'm based with Andy Slattery the last three years. Just have to thank Andy, Willem, and Brian for getting me going and get me rides and winners and keep me level-headed and hopefully uh, keep it going. And can't thank them enough for where I am today. What's the thrill like of riding a, a winner of a, of a race when you're now on the track? What a couple of years. Um, just, just ride, just riding the race itself. The thrill is enough, but to ride a winner and to finish in front and to know those horses behind you and you've done the job and done it in time and the speed and the fractions right, you just, you just can't describe it. It's only, it's only after you ride a finish and ride a winner, you realise what you've done and oh, it's just amazing. You just can't describe it. What's the ambition then of the goal for 2024? Hopefully, just to keep getting more rides and more winners and just to keep kicking and getting the better rides and better horses. Um, I've had more winners last year than this year, but this year I've had. I'd better winners so it's just the way it goes just hopefully just keep it going and keep keep hopefully the future's bright Amy Jo Hayes there well done to her on winning ride of the year now the National Hunt Award was won by the Cork jockey Paul Townend who won the Chatham Gold Cup on Galapant des Chances the Champion Chase on Energiman and the Irish Grand National on I Am Maximus and I asked him to pick a favourite moment it's hard to single one out. Uh, I suppose every year a Gold Cup stands on its own, but uh, with a lot of lot of uh, brilliant days, Irish Grand National, um, a lot of great one winners. So if we can if we can do half of it next year, we, we'll have a good season. I am Maximus. I remember I was there at Ferry House in the day watching the race. Maybe just describe because this horse it wasn't straightforward. The first mile, what was going through your head in the first mile? Because you're out the back. <laughs> yeah, the first couple of miles, to be honest. Um, I suppose going out with a, a plan to go down the inside. Um, he jumps left, so just to try and keep him straight. Big field, keep a couple of outside us, but that wasn't working out. And um, heading out in the second circuit, we just had to go to plan. X, Y or Z at that stage and uh, let him go a little bit left but um, he wasn't losing any ground so we were still in contention I thought and uh, I thought it was a huge performance from the horse and, and he showed his class again last weekend um, you know and winning a grade one that uh, if we got him around that, that he'd have a huge chance yeah When did you feel in the Irish National you know what I might have this actually Funnily, when we actually turned across the bottom, there was a lot of horses still in front of me, but we'd gone a good gallop on, on testing ground that um, I knew if I could keep them going, keep them jumping, that uh, they weren't going to go much faster than me in front, and I had plenty of horse underneath me, so um, I was I was hopeful of, of picking up a bit of prize money there anyway, and uh, it wasn't until we got a long way up the straight that uh, I thought I might get it all. Were you shouting? Were you screaming? Were you doing anything? When you were you were got to the front to hunted yards in the line, no, not really. Um, no, I wouldn't. There's lads shout at horses. Lads do different things to get them going forward, but uh, it's not a habit of mine. So uh, I, I stuck to my my guns and and what I'm used to. So uh, no, I look when Brian Hayes actually jumped the the second or third last and quickened up in Jevre before that I thought I had a big chance he went a little bit quicker and I thought oh well I might struggle to get him back but um, no my lad dug real deep Got up on the champs how did it feel when you rode him during the Gold Cup? Similar for the first uh, first circuit uh, we were stuck in a bit of traffic everyone wanted to be on the inside in the fresh stripper ground and I was in there but I got I worked my way out we are still in the race um, I was amongst a couple of previous uh, Chatham Gold Cup winners heading out in the last circuit um, again they'd gone hard and that made you know the only chance you have come from behind is when they go hard and they keep going so um, yeah we just got in a rhythm down the back um, when we turned to the top of the hill 
you know there was half a dozen horses still in with a chance and um, we were stalking our prey at that stage and I was you know it got tight turning in got tactical a lot of good riding but uh, when I pulled him out and gave him a squeeze going to the second last and he lengthened uh, I knew we, we were in with a shout and uh, you you never count your chickens till you cross the line in Cheltenham but I knew when we landed at the back of the last that uh, I, I had a real good chance a very visually impressive horse gallop of the champs maybe there's a theory out there at the moment that that race left a mark at him and Brave Man's game what do you see in terms of that analysis? Maybe it has uh, the two of them have ran the two of them have been defeated Um but look, it's like how did he feel the last day? I, I was disappointed. Uh, drop back to to the uh, John Dorkin trip was always going to probably he, he'd been impressive in the year before uh, throughout the race. He, obviously, I, I wasn't getting a great feel off him. He visually wasn't impressive and, and he underperformed. I thought uh, isn't beaten that far by fast or slow. Um, tricky race, but. Uh, I have full faith in Willie getting him back to his very best. How did Stateman feel then, first time out? Very well. Uh, obviously won the Morgana for the second year. Um, Stateman's a, a lovely horse. He's very straightforward. Uh, you can, he, he seems to just turn up and win. His defeat has been to Constitution Hill, and that's no mean defeat. So, um, yeah, he was very straightforward. Felt really well. Um, quick and smartly off the bend and you know he's he sets the standard for two mile hurdlers this side of the water well is it a headache between him and in Perry Pass to choose one do you think at the moment uh, not until they meet <laughs> and you know in Perry Pass unfortunately got beat the weekend but uh, I think he retains a lot of ability and um, yeah we're, we're fortunate to have the two of them in, in, in our camp and uh, if we can keep the two of them sound hopefully it will be a headache to, to decide between the two of them an urgent is out for the season, but El Fabiolo is a good uh, sub. A fair sub to call in, yeah. Um, huge season last season. Um, obviously, he, he was was very impressive in Cheltenham and twice as impressive in Punchestown. Uh, likely enough raced horse, to be honest. His hurdle season didn't go probably to plan, and, and maybe he's reaping the benefits of that now. So, um, yeah, can't wait to get him back started, and hopefully he can fill in for Energy Main. Paul Tennant there got a really exciting season ahead for him and we have it was just great to tonight Johnny that Jessica Harrington uh, who has been battling illness and uh, it was great to see her there in, in fine form um, just thinking of the career she's had Moscow Flyer three gold cups for sizing John on the flat as well it was funny the lads Barry Garrity and Robbie Power interviewed and talking about the bollocks that she gave you and then half an hour later she'd be putting you up on a horse and nothing, nothing had happened so just that old school way of, of training and um, just a great uh, eye for horse and obviously came from that show jumping background and now training in Moon yeah like from a real racing family and um, for me what was m- remarkable with her was that she turned her attention to the flat like well well into her advanced years as a trainer like Moscow Flyer was 20 years ago I remember that's when I got into racing I absolutely loved that horse and I like it, there was something about him just a swagger when Irish trained winners were a relative rarity at Cheltenham and like you know we'll talk about the Tingle Creek but the Tingle Creek when he ran against his dirty and well chief if it's not my favourite race it'll be well up there and like Jesse will always be Moscow Flyer to me but then to go train in classic winners like so late on in her career and you know I, I spent one day in the yard this year and, and um, it was the first time I'd seen her since I, I think she got the illness and uh, she just I, I was just wowed by her attitude you know and she's just like I, I can't let this get me down I have to keep going and the yard was such a happy yard as well and um, she's a national treasure I really believe that 
Uh, Davy Russell as well came across as somebody who is loving life. And why wouldn't he be? Even he's going and dancing with the stars. Yeah, didn't uh, see that one coming. Two entry grand nationals at Cheltenham Gold Cup. I remember he rode a horse called Mansoni at Ch- uh, Pointerstown back oh. in about 2007. It was last first. It was absolute headway. Beautiful, beautiful horse, man. Beautiful. Like, yeah, well, um, uh, it was sad, it's sad that we're missing all these lads of that yeah. golden generation like Geraghty and Russell and Carberry and Walsh, but it is what it is, obviously. But the story, in a way, Wesley Joyce, uh, what can you say about a jockey from Moyros in Limerick, a disadvantaged area who became a jockey, suffered life-threatening injuries in the fall of Galway last year. Just listen to this. A punctured lung, broken ribs, a broken shoulder, a fractured larynx. He returned this year to ride 11 winners on the flat. It's almost like it's something out of a movie. Oh, like without a doubt, the story of the year for me, you know, um, let, let, let it not be overstated how difficult it can be for, for kids who grew up in, in those types of areas. Coming from Moy Ross is not straightforward, um, but Wesley was on a horse at the age of three, I think. Um, the day he did his first winner back was in, it was in Mallow, and I just happened to be coming in with him and his mother, and she was with her partner, and... I just said, will you, will you pose for a photo with me? And he was just all smiles. Like, he was such good form. He hadn't had a winner yet. I think he'd had a few sort of place runners. And I backed a horse of his that day. And uh, I remember, like, I was, I was trying to keep my composure because, like, I backed a winner at a decent price. I think he was, like, five to one. Wesley rode it. It was his first winner back. And then he rode, like, a double, I think, at Navin when I was there the following Saturday. And just talking to people since, whatever about the amazing recovery he's made, he's actually a really, really good young rider. Like, he's really well regarded. And uh, the smile that he has in his face, like, he's, he's, he's an absolute inspiration to everyone and a brilliant, brilliant prospect. Well said, Johnny. Uh, let's have our... Make mine a double J double to finish off this section. What is your pick for the weekend? Okay, so nice price. Union Park, um, probably named after something in New York uh, or whatever, but it runs in the colours, the Barden colours, and uh, the owner, Oliver Barden, will forever be associated with... I don't know. You don't know though. Donahue's uh, pub in Dublin, where of oh, course right, the Dubliners okay. sang over the years. So he's he's invested in the in the Rothwell Yard. But Philip Rothwell's form is unbelievable at the moment. Connor Stone Walsh claiming five. Big step up, JD, but I'm hopeful he can do it in the Fox Rock handicap chase. Each way double about seven to one Union Park. I'm going for a horse called Shambard. Venetia Williams trains that in the Beecher Chase uh, under a low weight uh, there tomorrow uh, at Aintree. That is at uh, the two oh five about sixteen to one. So Union Park about sevens and uh, we also have Shambard about 16 to 1 each way double for McMahon a double J on the Racing Pod this week. This is the Racing Pod and Off the Ball. If you're listening to the free version of the podcast, we'll be leaving you here. But if you're looking for more, including our analysis of the big races at Cork, Navin, Aintree and Sandown this weekend, go to offtheball.com forward slash join to subscribe and get the full podcast every Friday with all of our racing tips, insights and stories from the week's action. The Racing Pod on Off the Ball.